Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. Uh, welcome to the Straight Out the Den podcast. Uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Audible. Um, you know, you heard me talk about it, man. It's a free audio book. It's very easy, very simple process. All you got to do, just because you're a listener to the Straight Out the Den podcast, you can go to audibletrial.com slash straight out the den. That's S-T-R, the number eight, O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. You go there, and what's going to happen, you're going to get a free audio book. And a 30-day free trial. So you're getting like, a, it was over 150,000 titles. As long as you have something to play MP3s, that's an iPhone, Android device, uh, iPod, um, anything pretty much, you know, that you have, you can listen to an audiobook on. So go there, check it out. It's very simple. It's a free gift from us to you. So make sure you go there. Um, you guys have been supporting and we do appreciate it. So, you know, that's a free gift from me to you. So audibletrial.com slash straight out the den, uh, free audiobook. 30-day free trial. Today's guest, however, I'm trying to think, man, where do do we meet? How long Uh ago was that? It's been a while now, right? Yeah. Maybe. I say a while. Maybe like. Maybe a year. Almost coming up to a year. Coming up on a year. Coming up on a year. Um, And I'm trying to remember who introduced me to your music. It may have been. It may have been Shanika. From um, Broke Broke the Dope, dope. yeah, I think maybe she um, she put me on your music, but that voice that you're hearing is uh, Marissa Janine. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I appreciate you coming through. Welcome to the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. Thanks Um, for having me. No problem at all. Thank you for coming. And I I think you you've heard the podcast or heard other podcasts before, so it's very simple. Dope. We talk. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy. We talk like you know the ultimate goal of this of this thing here is like at the end of the day, when you leave, people um, who may or may not know you have a better understanding of who you are as a person, mm-hmm. as an artist. You know, it's just an intimate conversation. So. That's, you know, that's that's the goal of this. That's that's what we want to happen at the you. end of the day. Um, so, like I said, that, you know, I first came up on your music, came across your music. Um, coming up on a year now, um, Shanika put me on it. And, you know, it was, you know, we're looking for artists for PAG. Uh, PAG Lounge, that's the show, Say What You Say Saturdays. Uh, there's one coming up this Saturday, April 4th so make sure you come through um and I have to apologize I know this is a day late you guys have already uh kind of slandered me a little bit on on, um Twitter saying like where's the podcast this week it will drop when you're hearing this it'll be Thursday so you got a podcast this week no worries I'm not gonna um I'm trying to stick to this schedule of at least giving you a podcast a week so you will have it no worries at all but I came across your music I love what you were doing. Then you performed, and then I was like, "Oh, I really love what you're doing." So let's start there. Where where did the journey start for you? You know, um, where where does this whole music thing come from? Um, I've been in music for a while. Like um, I was always in church, mm-hmm. sung in church choirs, and then in high school and middle school, I've always done music. I used to actually play the saxophone. Okay. And then when I put that down, I really started picking up music more. And I was in a lot of girl groups, and then I started writing and stuff like that. Really, you know, the journey started with a lot of girl groups and then deciding to songwrite with a production company and then now doing my own. So I do want to talk about that origin of you in a sense. So, you know, the girl groups, we've all heard the, I guess the quote-unquote, like the you know, the, the good and the bad of being mm-hmm. in a girl group, right? Um, so that start for you being in a girl group, 
and I guess kind of jumping into music, um, was it was it a blind jump into the music, or was it more of like you know it was a planned decision to be in a group? Um, I think we did a couple of talent shows together. Okay, and and then either that or I've always had girlfriends who were singers. Okay, okay. or love music. So then we'll just be singing or hanging out, singing other people's songs. <laughs> Yeah. Saying, you know, and then we just is like, hey, let's just come up with names. We start writing our own songs and stuff so like that. Can we get the first the, the first name of the group? Uh, what, what was it? Um, I, I The one that I will really mention will be Finesse. Finesse. That was my high school. Um, and we spelled it P-H-A oh, apostrophe Ness. Y'all are so <laughs> fancy with it. <laughs> yeah, we just knew that was the one. That was it. <laughs> And that formed from doing a talent show. Okay. Uh, and we named ourselves. We was Tarjay because we was like didn't want to be Target, but we I was, was like, hold on. <laughs> okay, so look, I gotta stop you right there because when you said that, right, like people laugh at me, but I always say Target like that. I say Tarjay. Yeah. I try to, you know, I try to make it fancy. Like me there's too. not a whole lot of fanciness about Target, but you know, you can go. But and it's shop. not Walmart. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's really. This is what I said. Like Target is the. Target is to Walmart um, as Publix is to Kroger. I agree. You know that's that's my thing. I right definitely there. You agree. Know, it's like so, I, I get where you're coming from with the Target. That's that's a level up. I get you. You know, I, <laughs> I thought I was by myself saying nah. Target. Okay, that's what it, so, <laughs> it went from Target to how, finesse. Finesse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those didn't work out, obviously. For yeah. I mean, reason. we still actually. I mean, I'm actually really still well connected with those girls. Okay. One is doing uh more of like fashion stuff and the other one's like helping me songwrite sometimes oh dope dope dope. so we still work together but as far as like a group they always say you know you just go do it <laughs> yeah that that's the thing man and you know i've been um i've had the pleasure of being around a couple of uh people that you know started in groups and the story is always similar to what you're saying it's kind of like you know we start out we have this vision we have this goal and then you know, you get in the group and then I guess it's kind of like, oh, it's either A, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, or B, this is not what I thought it was going to be in, in general. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you think like, oh man, I got my homegirls. We all love music. Let's get in this group. Let's go and, you know, hit these talent shows and let's get signed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always roadblocks, of course, in this journey of music, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, you know... Well, first, where where are you from? I don't even know where you're from originally. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, okay, okay, Seaport. Absolutely. I, I gotta get down. <laughs> That's there. I, it. I was just talking to, with my homeboy like earlier today. He's um shout out to Mac, man. Um, he he was just coming back from Savannah on a, a business trip. Wow. And I was telling him how like man, I got to get back down there. Um, it's been a while. Like I don't think I've been in Savannah since like maybe like high school or something like so it's been a while like i haven't just really yeah you should definitely come visit it's yeah. relaxing it's peaceful too that's yeah yeah and i want to go and experience that for like as an adult you know what i mean yeah and, and see how it is but i've always heard good things about savannah so okay the journey from savannah how did uh you know marissa from savannah that have dreams of being you know in an r&b group um Tarjay, um <laughs> did that come before you moved to atlanta or was that 
Oh yeah. Okay, so that was way before. Way yeah, before. I mean okay. that's why I, I named the high school girl. I don't remember the the all of elementary school girl group names <laughs> that we done came up with because we used to watch the box. Y'all remember the box? Oh man! And we thought we was we thought we was the female in sync. I mean, we just okay. was doing everything. So honestly, we really was like that. Okay, you said the box. You like we write that together. Then we said that <laughs> because I've said that. A couple of times on this podcast, and, and the guests looked at me like, "What are you talking about?" So, mm-hmm. the box. I got you. I get you. I, I remember the box, man. Like, I don't think I ever called in because my mom just wasn't having that, or my dad, <laughs> like you know, seeing extra bills come in the house. It's like True. you know, you can make. I don't. I, I don't even know how we had it, honestly, because I probably started the same thing. Yeah, no, I don't I, remember calling. I just remember it just popping up on TV some days. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> If, if my memory serves me correct with the box, in order to, to watch a certain video, you had to call and request. Yeah. And put, so I, I never called and request, you know, because I think you had to pay for it. That's crazy, though. I, I want to wow. see, like, the the, the 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 numbers on that and, like, who got paid off of Right. I it makes you want to go back a little bit, do yeah, a little research like, now. Who got paid when, you know, you called in? Was that artist getting paid? Oh, that's a whole nother thing. I, yeah, yeah. Ooh, don't get started on we, that. We can go there. We can <laughs> definitely go there. I, 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 I think we should go there. I, um, Like, you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, you know, they're either fans of the artists that are on the podcast or mm-hmm. they're, you know, people that are inspired to be, um, you know, artists themselves. So I try to give as much advice as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing about... um. The big the big news this week is title the um, thing that Jay Z mm-hmm. and everybody. I heard about that. I was just reading that. Yeah. So for those that don't know, um, it, it's pretty much a music streaming service, right? That's I guess equivalent to Spotify. But the main difference is that it's artist owned, and they're making it a way that you can artists will get paid more for their streams. Yeah. And my thing is, if you're a creator of music, it's on, on how it is on paper. Like, I haven't, you know, dove into it and really did all of the research. But as it is on paper right now, as a creator of music, whether you're an artist, producer, you know, filmmaker or whatever, you would love that model because you're getting paid a little bit more. Like, for anybody that writes and, and looks forward to a royalty check, Streaming, yeah. you just don't. It's it's I mean, crumbs. Yeah, you make crumbs I, I off agree. of it. So, and, and my thing was like, you know, from an artist standpoint, you should love it, but I don't know how that's going to translate to the consumer. True. I, I think well, they they already put a price out, like what twenty a month or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like yeah. for the premium, sir. Well, not premium for the. I guess the top tier is nineteen ninety nine a month, and that includes like hi fi audio and video. You know. It goes back to one of the questions that they on one of the articles it said who is taking ownership of that because mm-hmm. they named the top buyers mm-hmm. that brought into that with Jay Z and they're they now they're sparking another question like you were saying would the artists be getting paid more or would it still be kinda owned? From I read a I read a Billboard um, article right, and Jay Z was talking about it, and he said there are several tiers. So like okay. the first tier are the people that were on the the thing, like so Jay Z, Beyonce, um, Madonna, Kanye, Madonna, you know all of those artists mm-hmm. that were on the panel. So those are like the top tier. They're tier one. Those are the initial investors, which 
if you're the initial investor, of course, you're going to get paid more than everybody. Yeah. Else. That's just basic yeah. business. True. So from what I gather from the article, there's going to be a second and third, fourth, fifth and sixth, you know, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth tier that you buy into the company mm-hmm. and, you know, artists will have ownership. And so it's kind of like, number one, you'll get paid off of owning part of title. Just like you'll get paid off if you bought stock in the Sprint or whatever, you know, look at it like stock. You know, if I buy a share of stock from Sprint, I own a piece of yeah. Sprint. Who's the, who runs the show is the majority owner. Who owns I like, think you it's know, genius, honestly, because I don't see the problem. It's, it's like putting music in like a corporate form so we can actually make money like Absolutely. checks like this is nine to five. If that's what I really want to do. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, I think it is weird. Like everyone that's a creator that I had this conversation with. They get it. But it's the consumer who is, why would I pay more for a streaming? And they have like a premium service, which is just nine ninety nine. Just, I think like that's a dollar more than Spotify, but it's like, why would I leave Spotify and pay an extra dollar just for video? And I think they're looking at it like, Oh, this is just us putting money in Jay-Z's pocket. And I was like, yeah, you think that, but it's like from an artist standpoint. Yeah. they. Just, I mean, <laughs> You just, I guess not everyone's intelligent on that topic, on that type of, yeah. or they don't do that that much research. They just kind of like music, like you said, consumers, and they're not really thinking about that. So they don't get that deep into trying to research to that point and try to understand it actually supporting their favorite artists by doing it. Yeah, you're right. I think what's going to happen is um, Madonna and all of those people, when you sign up, they're eventually their music is going to come off of all the other streaming services. So. Yeah. You're going to see Madonna all of a sudden disappear off Spotify. Yeah. And I, my, my thing is, I, I mean, I, I love the concept. Anything that's going to put, because I, I know that model. That's like artists are getting paid zero point, I mean, point zero 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 six per stream. And that's like, man, that's nothing. <laughs> It's like you gotta sell fifteen hundred. You gotta get fifteen hundred. You gotta do streams. more than just like you gotta. You have to be really be like absolutely yeah, out yeah. here. <laughs> you gotta be out. But okay, <laughs> anyway, crazy. so because we can definitely talk. Oh about yeah, that for I a know, long right? Time. Look, but, yeah. Um. So back back to Marissa as the 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 uh, artist. So you are in Savannah. So this is around the time when you've um, pretty much the girl group. It's still going on, or is it kind of... Oh, when I left Savannah to come yeah, to Atlanta? Yeah, Or um, what got you here, I guess? I'll, I'll ask that question. I was 13, so okay. I really didn't have a choice. Okay, it was my, like, um, yeah, family, like, let's go. Yeah, pretty... Well, my mom, my uh, grandmother had passed away, okay. and she didn't want us to leave while she was alive. She was sick, but mm-hmm. then 12, and I was turning 12, and then we thought we was going... Um, back, I actually thought I was moving back to Savannah. My mom actually drafted me to Atlanta. I feel like it's a dream. Like, how did I get here? Because <laughs> I thought I was supposed to still be, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just kind of weird. So I've been here since I was thirteen, but I lived in like Conyers, but okay. we always was in Atlanta. Gotcha. And I didn't understand Atlanta at all because Savannah's small. Yeah. So Atlanta still is confusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, first off, I commend you on, on your honesty, right? And, and when I say that, it's like. I've came across a lot of people because I'm, I'm from Macon. So mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I, I went to school. I was born here, raised in Macon. I always say I'm from Macon because I, I went to school from kindergarten to graduation mm-hmm. in Macon. Mm-hmm. And when I came back up here to go to college, um, I would always hear people say they're from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I asked them, oh, OK, cool. Where you stay or where you where you went to school at? 
I hear people say like, oh, I went to Southwest Cal. Right. Oh, I went to, you know, I went to Bergmar. I went to, right. you know, Rita. And I'm like, and when I started looking on the map, I'm like. Is well, that Atlanta? Because I'm Atlanta. lost. What yeah, are you talking like, about? Because <laughs> like on the map, it says Southwest Cab is in Decatur. And, you know, Rita, and that's like Lithonia and all. And I'm like looking at all this stuff. I'm like, what is that Atlanta? And, you know. Yeah. So when you say Conyers, I'm, I, I can just appreciate when somebody <laughs> said like, yeah, we. I was in LA, but I, I mean, I lived in Conyers. So, yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. I, I completely understand. <laughs> no. So, you know, um, being in Conyers and, and, and which, like you said, it's, it's confusing. The city of Atlanta is confusing, especially coming from a smaller city. How did you, you know, navigate, you know, your way through that to, to even start wanting to be an artist? Because I think at that time... Was Atlanta really on the scene? I don't. I don't. Before I don't want to ask you your, your age or anything like that. You know, I don't want to be impolite. I heard that's you know that's that's uh, not right to ask a lady I'm her 26. age. Twenty six. I okay. don't care. Okay, twenty six. So around thirteen. That's you're looking at 13, 13 years ago. So I guess there was a scene in Atlanta, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah. You know. So like, how did you navigate toward you know through all of that and just kind of say like, okay, I want to be an artist. I'm here in the city that stuff is starting to move, but nobody really knows you know Atlanta like that. That's a good ass question, honestly. Um, I've been. It's a small world. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to say because I didn't really, I mean, think that I would still be maneuvering through Atlanta, mm -hmm. like still trying to do music for real because I was working with people in Conyers, but I was so young, but I was still making music and my space was out. Oh, man. And I space. stayed in the house because I didn't yeah. know nobody. Yeah. So I was making music mm -hmm. the way we I could at 13. And... I was also a web designer at the time. So oh, I was yeah. a part of a lot of communities. So we will we'll have these things going on and we'll post our other stuff that we do and I'll start posting music and they was like, I like it. Mm. You know, people that doing web design with me and they're liking the music. So it just started to travel through the internet first. Then I started putting YouTubes out. Oh man. And then now, I mean, I started to really do it. You you said web design and I'm real I'm real big on like yes this is a you know predominantly a hip hop podcast and yes we talk about music but I'm a fan when I hear somebody that's just a creative you know in general and you know doing web design at, at that you know that early where did that come from you know what I mean is that something that you kind of always had a passion for or is it just was like oh I'm I don't I had this one idea I said if if I want to do something and I know what needs to be done, and I honestly think that I knew that I wanted to do music mm -hmm. from that young. So I said, the the websites that I'm creating, I'm going to need one one day. So why don't I learn now? So Sorry. I taught myself. And then I was a fan of other people, so I was helping create their fan sites. Believe it or not, I had one of the biggest Bow Wow B2K fan sites. Yeah. So it was very, very weird <laughs> that... I knew their fans and yeah. I was creating websites for them, but they were still liking my music on the back end. But it's always been like that, but they always saw me as a web designer. Web designer. But when I started doing YouTubes, they became my YouTube subscribers and my YouTube fans. But I didn't really go for it online the way I knew I could. If I knew what I knew then, yeah. it probably wouldn't have took me this long. That's, man, that's like genius in itself, though. Like, even though you said it, it took you some time, but 
they kind of you, you figured out a niche at, at, at that moment it was like you know what okay if they don't want to listen to the music let me get in another way so you built a relationship by yeah. building a platform in a sense and it's like they still was kind of forced to listen like okay what else does she do and it's like okay click yeah. especially then it was kind of a little bit easier it was just mm-hmm. like everybody was man my, you took me back when you said myspace i just remember <laughs> yeah. like having my top eight you know and i'm just like, exactly things have migrated so it's yeah. like myspace then then facebook came out but facebook wasn't just for music or creative people it was for college it was for students. college and then we didn't really know what to do at yeah. the myspace kind of died off and then you found these other avenues and then here we are still so i i, I appreciate the internet do you still. remember since you like you were in that web design and stuff do you remember zuka no. it it didn't last long at all it was like oh wait wait is that like a music thing no it was um it was kind of it was a social media site so it was um facebook was pretty much you know all through the colleges mm-hmm. and i think it was i think at that time it was like myspace was competing with facebook okay you know? and the one thing that at the time that facebook didn't have was pictures and mm. this company came it was called zuka but it was spelled like x-u-q-a or something it like that. it sounds familiar they had pictures and I remember it like, I was like, man, this is cool. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. now you got pictures, you can add pictures and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then I swear to you, probably like a month went by and then Facebook was like, no. And yeah. they added pictures. And then after that, maybe like a month later, never heard of Zuka again. I was just like, they wiped them off. They did it. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like what Instagram did with. Um, like when Instagram was just pictures and then mm-hmm. Vine came along and said, and, and yeah, exactly. Facebook was like, exactly. Seconds. I'm into web design for real. Like that's, that is yeah. another passion. So we can go on forever about internet too. I, I love crazy. that. I did not know that. And, and something else that I didn't know about you, which we will definitely get into that is the whole film. Like I didn't, I didn't have a clue. And yeah. then I felt stupid because I look at your, your Instagram name and it's like, Oh, okay <laughs> that makes sense now so okay we, we could get in that but I, I still want to get this to and i, I know i'm kind of like everywhere but you know oh well we just i got to get as much as i can so <laughs> you are here in the city and you're starting to move a little bit do you remember like your first show like as a solo artist and where was it at yeah um apache great place for a first show yeah it was it was like a showcase thing okay now my first first show when i put out my ep mm-hmm. was um it was at freddie o's actually last year okay Freddie. because o. i took a break took a break so your first show at in in all like was at apache and this was like you said it was just a showcase situation mm-hmm but so I guess when you said the Freddie O thing was like when you really was like, oh, I can do this. And exactly. it was like, OK, let me go full fledged with the, with the EP. Um, OK, so I want to go to the Apache show, though. Um, first, you know, solo performance. And and I know or maybe it wasn't. I, I can assume that there was some type of nervousness. But how did that show go for you? You know, did it go as you expected? Number one. And then <laughs> like, no. <laughs> And what was those expectations? Um, man, I've been connected with so many. Like, it was like this manager at the time. I don't remember his name, but he was saying that he was like assistant manager to like Whitney Houston or something, right? So of course I'm like, 
I think I was maybe 17. Man. And this is after I left the girl group and stopped doing shows with them and started doing stuff on my own. Okay. So he put this little showcase together. It was me and a couple of other artists, and we were performing. But I remember vaguely, but I do remember leaving and not feeling satisfied with my performance, just feeling mm. nervous, feeling overwhelmed, and feeling like I had all this crazy stuff in my head. I actually drove home. I got into an accident that night. That's so Whoa. crazy. That's how crazy it was. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, so... First off, like, what what about the show didn't you like? And then I want to hear about this accident because that just sounds like one crazy I just night. was feeling nervous about performing my own songs in front of people that I felt like I was needing to impress myself for. Gotcha. And I wasn't really singing. I feel like I was singing, but I feel like I wasn't really being 100% what I felt like. So I was, like, so nervous. I was just performing without my girls, and I just was really confused. Like, I was, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but it was a very nerve-wracking for me. Now, were these songs that you were writing at the time? Yeah. So, this was, like, personal. It was very Yeah, it was very personal, and I was just nervous to perform them. Yeah. Okay, so, you're leaving Apache. This is, I don't know, what what year was this? Like, maybe 2000 and... Like... I want to say seven. nine, nine or seven. Okay. 2009. Between those two, 2007, seven, 2009, 2009, I was doing some solo stuff. Okay. So you leave Apache. For people that's, um, you know, used to the Atlanta area, Apache um, sits on Spring and I forgot the name. Third of Street. Third, third and Spring, right? So you, you leave Apache. You're headed back to Conyers. I'm actually headed to Gwinnett at the time. Okay, so you headed up 85 up Gwinnett. Accident. Yeah, it was raining afterwards. So Man, I skid. Yeah. The hydroplane and hit the HOV lane, broke the suspensions in my car, and it was my birthday. Hold on. Yes, it was the craziest thing ever. But anyway, <laughs> that's why I remember that show. Yeah, I, I was like, that's, that's one of those things. Like, you can't remember that. Like, that, it was too many things that happened that night for you to forget about that. That's crazy. Wow. So it's like birthday, nervousness on the first show. Accident. Don't got a car after today. Oh, I mean, man. it was just crazy. But hey, that's crazy. it is what it is, right? That's crazy for real. So, okay, so we fast forwarded. And like, what what, after something like that, I would assume that, it's going to be kind of hard to get back into the groove of things, right? Yeah. So from that point, the Apache show and the accident, all of that stuff, like when was the next point that you were like, okay, let me get back to, you know, doing what I guess that you love to do at the time. Did you know that you love music at that point? So yeah. How did, you know, what was that transition to get back into doing everything again? Um, I was with a production label. Okay. So I stepped back and started to songwrite and focus on my craft. So I was in the studio learning how to get that, avoid that again mm-hmm. by practicing and feeling comfortable and confident with the things that I write. So I started to, I was with a producer and we just banged out a couple of things, wrote, wrote for other people, mm-hmm. chasing placements is what they call. So we were doing that for about four years and it wasn't until 2012 that I said, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready again. Chasing placements. I love that subject and the reason why is like I don't know if I took but my background is in production Dope. so that's what started all of this this mm-hmm. podcast all started through production me being frustrated at chasing placements 
And I was like, how can I figure out how to get people to come to me as opposed to me sending out all this beautiful music that I thought at the time, when I go back and look at it, it's kind of like my music wasn't as beautiful because I was chasing placements. And you know better than anybody as a songwriter, when you're in that zone of chasing a placement, you start to create based off of what the radio sounds like. Yep. And what other people tell you that sounds great, right? So um, I I do want to talk about that because I think that's something that a lot of people don't know about when it comes to songwriting. Um, That journey, that four-year journey of, of, you know, quote-unquote chasing the placement, did did you see growth in your writing or was it a situation where you kind of felt like I'm just going through the motions? I saw growth in my writing and I also saw what you were talking about, about pretty much losing yourself because mm-hmm. you're listening to what's on the who's looking list. Yeah. yeah. And sending it for what needs to be sent. And then and then as an actual artist, you're like, OK, now when I'm ready to do my music, like, OK, what do I sound like? What do I actually want to mm-hmm. write? Yeah. Cause I know I can write, but like, what do I want to write about? What do I want to sing about? And that that's when the struggle came. But like you said, it's just kind of like, what can you do to just get over that? Yeah. So, so I just whatever. Do what, I, what did you do? I created my own music. I said I'm not doing this no more. Yeah. I'm gonna do it, but I'm not finna. I'm not finna stress myself out. Gotcha. I'm not finna do it. I'm just gonna do music, and if it's gonna be placed, it's gonna get placed. Yeah. And that's, I feel you 100%. That's that's just one of those things where, you know, the, the I guess the average consumer doesn't understand it. They don't, they don't know about that part. They, they think that it's fairly easy to, to, you know, make it on the radio. And they don't realize that there's hundreds of songwriters trying to do the same thing, going to mm-hmm. songwriter camps and all of this stuff. Yeah. Trying to, you know, make it on that who's, you know, who's looking list only to find out that, there's you know a room already you know right that's it it's already recording it already recording it it's just like i i'll never forget man I, I was um i used to intern over at dtp and i learned through that process what sending demos was about you know my whole life i had this glorious um you know just like man all you got to do is create the right record and you own and it wasn't until me as a i think i was maybe like 20 20 21 something like that maybe 20 20 year old intern i'm sitting in dtp's office in the marketing department and one of the promo guys hand me a box mm-hmm. box is full of cds it's full of you know tapes records it's full of everything you know it was like hey man when you get a chance and only when you get a chance, go through some of these. If you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, you can just toss it. And I was like, man. Because at this time, I, I was still, you know, right. producing. And But I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is how the game goes. It's mm-hmm. like, literally like, yep. you as an intern, if you like it, then you're going to pass it to the promo guy. The promo guy likes it. He's going to pass it to the marketing exactly. guy. The marketing guy likes it. Right. Eventually, it'll get up to shock and loot and all that. But it's like, that's five hands. Right. And it's like, wow, if, if they're doing it like this here, I can only imagine what's happening at all the major, you know, the, the super, right. you know, major labels and whatnot. So that was crazy enough for me. And just to see that experience. So I know exactly what you're talking about. 
so you're on this journey where you're creating your own music and that kind of brings us up to um year um 26 26 so does that have something to do with the you turning 26 like what's the because i never asked you what was the the thought process behind the name of the uh the project the ep i had a goal to do a a real ep Mm -hmm. and really get it professionally mixed on what i want to write and sing by the age of 22 but because i took such a long break it was four years later Mm. and i was 26 and I just named it, like, it year 26. 26. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I mean, you know, I, I like hearing those stories. I'm of, like, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's okay. I get it. I think it's dope. Actually, I think it's, I think it's real dope that you, you know, you're able to capture all of that in that. It's just amazing to me sometimes to where like, as a listener of music, we'll see something and we think so off the wall and like we're trying to think so futuristic and you know so deep and you're like yeah man i, I wanted to release the project by age of 22 it took me a little while i, I was 26 so i named it year 26 and, and i'm not trying to dumb down what you're saying it's simple yeah. but it's just like in my head i was thinking so much to year 26 you know <laughs> i was like i mean because i do yeah yeah but i mean i maybe i don't have the words for how deep it really is for me those four years how Mm -hmm. those four years like we talked about what i had to do to get over that hump so that year 26 is like this the year i'm gonna do it and i'm 26 and i'm gonna do it that's dope i want i want to get into more of uh 26 Uh, i do have to take a break for our our sponsors uh once again this podcast is uh brought to you by audible um audible is is it's a company that you guys are listening to podcasts right now, right? You're listening to this podcast. So here's the thing. I have a confession and I've made this confession several times. I don't like to read all the time. It's just true. I don't. But the, the crazy thing with Audible is that I can actually listen to audiobooks now. So it's like instead of me having to, you know, read, I can be lazy and still get the content that I need. So I'm, you know, physically sitting back and listening to these audiobooks. So. Uh, just for being a listener to this podcast, what we're going to do is give you a free audiobook. It's very simple. AudibleTrial.com slash Straight Out the Den. Go there. You're going to get a free audiobook when you sign up, and you're going to get a 50-day free trial. It's just that simple. I don't have to sell it. It's 150,000 titles. Choose one. Go through it. That's it. I know that's real. I know, right? It's, it's, it's simple. <laughs> it's, it's just that simple. So, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, we have Marissa Janine here. And um, who I've seen perform several times, she showed love at Pag Lounge, and I, I do appreciate it because I know as an artist you don't have to do that. Um, and I and I always encourage artists to put on their own show. So I know when you have a fan base, you can easily put on your own show. So to come and do a show for me, I, I always show respect to the artist. I really do appreciate that. Thank um, you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so we were talking about the EP Year Twenty Six. Uh, take us through the creative process of this like you know i know that the concept is you know basically these four years this time capsule mm-hmm. four years of time to, to create it but you know who who did you work with on it and you know was it you know what what was your process of of trying to create the best work that you can create i worked with um three producers mm-hmm. i worked with um aristotle from um, a music group I was with earlier that year. Mm -hmm. And then I worked with a 
producer out of New Orleans named Secret. And we did um, Out the Game first. Out the Game really set the spark off for me to finish music for that pro- for that period of spark that I had it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me just start writing. And I just started writing. And I worked with Jay Brown, an engineer, that I told him, I want my sound. Like, I want to start creating my sound. And I know, you know, you know how to handle my vocals and the things I know, the things I want to do with them because I just want to experience some stuff. So we just got together and as I write, I just kind of bring them in the studio with me and I do my thing. But then when I'm like, you know, hey, what what y'all, you know, think or what do you think right here? Or how do you think after I've already put my, you know, base idea down? Mm -hmm. I just get them to, at that vocal range and stuff like that, I just get them to kind of help me bring it to life. Now, the content of it was really um, relationship-based mm-hmm. because I'm, at the end of the day, I'm a woman. So I've been through like some stuff and that's where a lot of my energy comes from because a lot of my energy went to it. Yeah. So it just took a lot out of me. So... I think I had it. I think I really had to vent, so I wrote it. Does does pain make for the best content? It, it does. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I I think. I mean, by no means, I don't know how it feels to be in, in a female shoes, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I know the pain that we cause y'all a lot of times. You know what I mean? And the one consistent thing is if you're creative you can channel that pain into make great songs, you know? Um, and I, I mean, I can hear it in your music. Um, but most importantly, it's that live show, right? I, I've, I've had this conversation several times, like the importance of your live show and how fans truly connect once they see you live and they see whatever you're dealing with or going through come out when you're performing. And, I'm trying to think of the song. I, I got the. It was. Um, I'm trying to think of the song. Which one is it? Um, I don't think it was. Excuse me. Was it out the game or wasn't trying? I'm trying to think. I can't. I can't remember the name. It, it was one that you performed. I, I remember the first time you performed at Pack, and it was like it was that moment when I was like, "Yo, like, who is this?" You know what I mean? Because like, I, I, you know how you can hear music. I can hear a song and, and it's like, okay, it's cool. I get it. But when I see it performed, it's just a whole nother level of you know of the record. And I'm like, because you, you've seen me at Pack. Like when I'm there, mm-hmm. I'm I might be behind the bar. I might be. I might be everywhere running around, but it was like when that song came on, and I hate that I can't remember the name of the song. It's okay. I I know what songs I performed. That those were two of them, but the other one would have been Bye Bye or Honesty. But I don't, I don't really know, know which one you're talking about, so <laughs> it's okay though. I'm, you're gonna make me play something. 
<laughs> um, because it's bugging me. And whenever I get to that point of where I can't remember something, it is going to bug me. I'm the me same for, way. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it's going to bug me for like the rest of the day. Like you'll be gone and I'm like. And you'll still here be trying to, trying to think what absolutely. was that? that. That would drive you crazy. Yeah, I'll be sitting here like, man, which one was it? Right. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm I'm going to go through. Okay. Um, let's see. Can we get this to play? My phone is acting funny. We're going to attempt to get this to play. Um, I'm trying to play out the game. I, I want to say it was out the game. Can you hear this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can hear Of course, the live show is completely different. You know what I mean? When... Babe. Baby, won't you say my name? Ooh, I want you to take me Take me on out the game I've got so much on my mind I don't wanna waste no time All I wanna do is share with you Everything I wanna do Yeah. That's crazy. I can't sing, but I'm a I'm a hum to it, you know what I mean? This is it. I know what it is. I'ma fade it down. I, I really like I love this song. Like I'll just decide like I know what it was. The reason why I couldn't remember is because I was looking at the title and I don't think the title of the song doesn't match what I think about when I hear the song. I think it's killing the vibes, like what I hear when I. <laughs> killing so I was, the vibe. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was trying to figure that out. Okay, that, that's the song though. Out the game is the song. That's that's the record when I was like, okay, like this girl really can sing. Um, <laughs> you know, I said she can come and perform here because, like, you know, I, I thought she was just talented, and I was going off the strength of Shanika because, you know, at that, I think at that time we were doing the shows together, and I was like man let her come through and then i see that and i was like yo who is that okay so that was the record that was the record that really really is probably the reason why you sing right here right now now even you know just being that, honest, and like, that is the one that made me want to even do the project so that's cool so you were saying something i was too busy listening to the words of this song when you said it but you said you released this song april 1st last year the same day hold on it's april 1st it's, it's so crazy man look at that Look at God. Okay. <laughs> so okay, I did, all right. I didn't even think about that to just now. That's just how it works. I mean, so That's a year crazy. later, a year later, and this this EP. What did this EP do for you? You know, as as an artist, as a songwriter, as a performer, like what did it really do? It opened up a lot of doors. It opened up a lot of people's eyes because they were asleep. Because mm. I was asleep. Mm. So when I woke up, I was like, "Let me start performing," and I performed my first show last mm. March and I started singing this song either this song and then one of my old songs from my mixtape mm-hmm. the year um, good old stuff from 2012 I gotta go back and hear that I haven't heard it it's just like 90s that I put my own melody to in words that's fine I'm, I mean like I like it yeah, no I mean I'm just saying I, that's what I was doing until I finished that project gotcha man that's you blew my mind with the April like uh, exactly yeah it one blew year my ago. own mind that's why I'm like this is crazy yeah that's 
man that's, that's just deep to me yeah i, I mean it, it's i don't know i have weird things that happen like that all the time that yeah. i have to really just sit back let and it process you have to you have to let certain things process like sometimes you can't explain stuff you just got to take it for what can. it is just like all right, that's you. I ain't got nothing to do with that, God. That's you. That's right, you all okay. day long. Like, you got it. <laughs> like, you got it, bro. I can't, like, ain't nothing I can exactly. say that's going to explain that. Like, like that's you, just, it's, it's all that's you. just you. Um, so, what? what's, I guess, what's next? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I hate to be that person that, because I'm, I'm really a fan of music. So, I try to live with music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's hard now, um, especially in this environment where you get a project. You listen to the project twice, you call it a classic, and next week you want something new from the artist. And it's kind of yeah. like, how is yeah. it a classic if you need it, something else, you know, yeah. that quick? Yeah. So I I asked that question. I know you've you've had this EP for, for quite some time, and I don't even know if you're ready to move away from it, but mm-hmm. what's next for you, you know? Um, I actually, I'm, I'm done with year 26 is done. The only thing that I'm doing right now is really working to get an actual an album done. Okay. But I'm doing film soundtracks to my own film company. So I'm really she trying to create music segue. like that. That's the perfect segue because I was trying to figure out how to get into film. You did it for me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, talk, let, let's get into this film. Okay. So here's my story about film. Um I was looking on your Instagram or something one day, and I'm like, "What? What is this? What's what is what is this film stuff?" And then I think we had a conversation, maybe at PAG or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I do film work and what is it like documentaries and stuff mm-hmm. like that, videos and stuff." And videos. And I was like, "Where did that come from?" And he was like, "I mean, I that's what I do." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." Um, I thought you were just an artist, but today I found out that you also do web design, and it's just like, okay, cool. So, the film journey, mm-hmm. where did that come from, and and what all do you do specifically in film? Okay, I it's I went to school for um, media production. I think I got my business management degree, and then I fell in love with producing when I took my first production class, and it was this like Shiro, and she was like a female instructor who did music and had her label and was worked on a Spike Lee and she, and mm-hmm. I was sitting in front of class like like I was like I didn't think I can get re-inspired to something and fall in love with something again yeah. so I had I fell in love with just the production organizing putting it together bringing things to life and I love projects and I'm like of course and then I can do my own videos still a little child mm-hmm. inside my head so yeah, I'm like let me just yeah. do let me do film production so I started doing film production of course me and my film crew the students will get together do projects outside of school work mm-hmm. of course and then we'll do music videos i did music videos for a couple of people in atlanta um i've done short films like hip-hop short films i've done a documentary for a rapper i've I actually i've done a music video like little teasers and stuff here yeah, and there yeah, for my yeah. peers and then now i'm trying to actually steer myself away from just doing music and and you know, just other people videos, just mm-hmm. trying to do like commercials. I want to get into like jingles and, you know, stuff like that and short films. And that's really, I mean, music, you can do so much with music. Yeah. And, and, and as you were talking, I was thinking about that. It's like, man, that's so easy to tie both of those in. Like, I mean, you, we know that you can do music. I'm just learning about you doing film, but I know that you can, you know, 
you're creative and you can make great music and great content. How do you merge the two? Um, and I guess more specifically, how do you merge the two as a, um, I guess in a business sense, like how do you generate the income from, from doing both of those things? Mm -hmm. Well, my film stuff is like budgets. So mm -hmm. I'll have artists that's coming up or coming out. They probably want an EPK or they want their music video done. They know I know how to do it and they mm -hmm. believe in me enough to bring their vision to life. So you know, I do stuff. If I fall in love with a project, mm -hmm. if I'm in love with your music, you got me as a producer. Gotcha. We're not even talking about money first. And that's how I built my clientele. Okay. And for those that don't know, um, when it comes to film, what exactly is the role of a producer? I had um, King Williams, um, which I think you, if you get a chance, mm -hmm. you should listen to that that podcast. I think he um, he interned with Spike Lee. Okay. So when you said the whole Spike thing, um, and he's the guy that I went to, I went to college with, mm -hmm. and um, he he's working on a film right now called The Atlanta Way. Okay. Um, it's about gentrification. So like basically oh. what happened to all the the projects in the city of Atlanta. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, it's it's a real dope um, concept, um, but. He kind of he explained some of the things, but you know, for people that may have missed that podcast, like what exactly is the role of a producer in film? I do seek um, the financial budget for a film to put okay. it together. So the process is, you come to me with like a treatment, what you want. Mm -hmm. We pull out the, I will. This is my job to pull out the necessities of what you need to mm -hmm. get what you need to get done with the money you have. Okay. Okay. And then I find the people that's going to suit that as well. It's kind of like or organizing it okay. from the top to the bottom but you let the directors and the production assistants and the cameramen and all of them know their position you kind of hold the meetings and make sure they gotcha. know the game plan on the day so of if, production if, if i'm an artist that I'm, I'm i was about to throw an outrageous number out there but i'm gonna throw <laughs> a realistic number out there if i'm if i'm an artist and i'm doing a I want to film a documentary on my album that I'm working on right now. Okay. And I say I got about five grand. Okay. You know, allotted for that. I would come to you and I can, I'll tell you like, this is what I want to do. I want, um, I want behind the scenes footage. I want, you know, I want this one person to narrate the whole thing. I want my mom to narrate the whole thing. Um, I want, um, I want to be in this place. I want you to see, you know, where I grew up at. Um, uh, you know, all of that, I would give you all of that information mm -hmm. and you would basically say, okay, f here's what we can do with your 5,000. Pretty much. Okay, cool. And then sometimes if you know, you can make sure that, that, that artist is getting more than what they pay for. Mm. I like it. I like it. I always wondered, man, cause I, I you know, you see all of that stuff that, you know, when you look at a movie or a documentary or a film of anything and you see all these like, man, there's so producer, producer, executive producer, all this stuff. And you kind of understand what a director and a writer is. But, mm -hmm. you know, so, OK, I got you. I got yeah. you. Cool, man. So um, I'm trying to think, what else do we have? I, I don't want to <laughs> feel like I'm missing anything. There is something that I do with every artist that come here that I want to make sure that that we do. But as far as your story, is it something that I'm missing? Do you know? Is it you think? Um, no, it's still going. So still let's going. Just... Yeah, there we go. Hey, part two. Right? <laughs> All right. So look, you see these records over here, right? I have a bunch of records. Um, OK. This this segment that we call Vinyl Conversations. So what I want you to do, mm -hmm. there's three crates over here specifically. I want you to just randomly randomly pick 
one vinyl from each um, crate. And I want you to come back to the mic, tell the people um, what vinyls you have, first off, and then give us a story from each vinyl. So it can be anything, anything that comes to mind when you see that, you know, the artwork or if it's a personal story um, with the vinyl, anything. Okay. We're going to do that. And then after that, I, well, I'll give you the rest later on. So Okay, cool. All right. So you got one, two, and then you can come out of the blue crate right there. <laughs> this is fun. I don't even have a story. There, I mean, there, there may be a story. It may be something that you, you know of. What did she pick? Oh, she got, she got some good stuff. And then you got one from there. Alright. Okay, so you can go back. You can go back to the mic. Let us know what you have. Um, and if there is any story... Let us know. And if there isn't a story, just whatever comes to mind when you see those vinyl. Okay, whatever comes to mind. This is Ray Elberell, Glenn Miller favorites. Yeah, that, 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 um, yeah. Don't this worry looks about like it. a, actually looks like a New Year's Eve party mm. with older people, though. But they look like they're celebrating. I'm trying to think. I don't even know what's on that. That may have been like a no clue. That's a, <laughs> that's a um that's a vinyl that I may have got like when I bought a whole um bin of um a lot of records at one time. So I don't I don't know who that is, to be honest with you. It's probably some some nice stuff on there though. That's dope. Okay. Diana Ross. Man, when I see Diana Ross, I think of a lot of stuff. She is like, she's awesome, and her daughter's hilarious. You saw the things that she's putting out there. If you look on the on the back, she looks so like um, Tracy Ellis right there. Uh, actually, she do on the front. They look alike um, now. But yeah, I seen her Instagram when she's just being silly. I think she what she like. I love Diana Ross. Like I'm thinking about so many things. Yeah, like yeah. she did that movie with Brandy, and they had that um, double take platinum. She was mm -hmm. singing. Beyonce played her in like Dreamgirls, ain't it? Yeah, I think, yeah. Like loosely. the Supremes, yeah, like Supreme girl thing. group, like solo and feel like, no, like this woman is, this is a woman that's right pretty, That's almost your story right there. She's just, that's just <laughs> wow. And I love that. That's the theme from Mahogany, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this one, Marty Jones. I don't know, like a woman in distress trying to figure out where she ready to go <laughs> with her life. She's just standing there with her arms closed. Yeah. Look like she's looking at a train going by, but you can't see it yet because mm. she don't know where she's going. I can <laughs> dig it. I can dig it. All right. So, look, now that you gave us that, here's the fun part. Mm -hmm. What I want you to do is um, whichever one you want, you can pick that. We're going to put it on the record player. Uh -huh. You're a singer. <laughs> I usually have a rapper in that seat, so I ask them to freestyle. You don't have to freestyle, but I would love for you to see what you can do over one of those records so oh. you can pick whichever one that you want um i couldn't i think the marty jones is it's um i think that's like some folk um music i'll put on some uh, put on a diary and ross and then you got orchestra yeah so like you don't sing on a woman like that records like you I, let her keep singing it by herself okay so, I'm just so whatever, whatever yeah we can whoever else it's up to you 
You pick whatever. I you don't want. really know because you said this is what's Marty Jones. I, I'm guessing. I can't remember. I, she I'm got not. some type of electric guitar type joint. It might work. We'll, well we, see. We can ride with it. You want to go with the Marty Jones? Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go with Marty Jones. Um, I don't know what's on that record. Me uh, either. But we 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 just having fun, ain't yeah, we? Why not? Fun. We're having fun. Uh, we're going with the Marty Jones record. So I'm going to put this on. Like I say, um, actually, you know something? Hold on. I know this. Oh, you're going to be all right with Marty Jones. Yeah, you'll be all right. She has, uh, this, well, I guess it does depend on which one I put it I'm on. not even a freestyler, so. No, I mean, you don't. Do, I'm, do I'm what, just playing. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not going to judge you at all. Uh, I hope not, because this is really on the spot. Well, I'm just playing. Look, this is what I like. To I'm do. just playing. I like to do this, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I love music, right? Yeah. And my thing about music is that, especially, and maybe not from from a singer standpoint, but when you're a rapper, my thing is sometimes you got to have fun, and I think yeah. fun has left music. People are so serious. Like nobody just want to. Everybody want to be perfect all the time. It's like. Bro, we don't. We ain't perfect. Like, I had right. I had people tell me like, man, no, man. <laughs> I, and I, okay, I'm gonna leave that alone. No <laughs> relationship, so I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. But I've I've had people that like literally cringe at the thought of even attempting to do anything. All right. If you want that, we can keep that. If not, I can move it somewhere. I know what he's about to say. Wait. I had something in my head. Like, I just had like a whole four bars with a melody. Okay. Like, what's she going to she saying to me? I don't have a That's really take the game and you Listen to those instruments. This is. Song. Look at me listening like a songwriter, though. Like, I ain't even thinking about. I'm just like, where the, where the hook come in? Or a failure worth talking to. Gonna tell you about lost love 
I'm actually listening to the actual song right now. Here's what we're going to do. Because <laughs> Mar- Marty, Marty going to have you in Dreamland over here. She is. She's going to have you in Dreamland. So, look. Out this time, one time only, because I know that you're a beautifully talented singer. So, just give us something. Whatever you want to give us. No music, acapella. Um, yeah, whatever you want to sing. All right. Um... I'll just say that. What I'm supposed to do with all these feelings got me so high. I'm in the ceiling, baby. Help me. It ain't my fault you're so divine. Knew you were about to blow my mind, baby. Help me. That's it. <laughs> That's all y'all get. Go and get the album. How about that? Go and get the EP. Well, hey, look. I know I put you on the spot, um, but that's what I do. I'm sorry. It's I, all good. We I can't need, even. We I, need things like that. Yeah, I can't apologize for putting talented people on the spot. I'm like, either show your talent off, or you know, whatever. I'm. <laughs> I'm still thinking about. I, I I'm understand sorry. that. I, I'm still thinking because I this. I'm just gonna I say. It. I just won't say the name, but I had some very legendary um, artists on the podcast before who told me man i'm past that point i was like all right bro (laughs) i'm like okay i was like all right because it's not even a disrespect level but my thing is if you claim that you're a rapper and you say that you are so talented and you've paid all your dues in this game Mm -hmm. what's wrong with rapping and these are these were rappers that people don't know now if that makes sense like they put you. in their dues but it's like if somebody if i was to say their name you probably wouldn't even know who i was talking about those people will have to do research yes yeah. which meaning they should have no problem with being on the spot now exactly it's not like i mean you know jay-z can say that because like <laughs> we know we Jada. know jay-z yeah he's relevant That's he's relevant why. but these are artists that are literally just trying to get their feet wet again gotcha. they put in work i can't i gotcha. you can't take away their history but i got gotcha. you I was like, bro, like, here's your opportunity. Like, it just frustrated you too as a fan. That's all. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm like, bro, like, do your thing, man. Like, do you it say for the people. You're a rapper. People want to hear what you got. Exactly. My fan fan base here don't don't know what you did back in the '90s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like, you. They don't like. But anyway, okay. I'm sorry. That's that was fine. a therapeutic moment. It's okay. You had a vent. We all have to. And do I it. had to get that off my chest. <laughs> you know. So. um Marissa Janine, we we have uh, the film projects that that you're working on. We have the uh, 26 um, EP. Um, is there anything else that we need to let the people know about you? Anything else in the works? Just I'm just moving in silence when I drop stuff. I I just look for positive feedback and mm-hmm. support. That's really it. Dope, dope. And um, how can people reach you via social media if they wanted to get some film work done? Um, what What's their um, best method of contact? I'm 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 on all of them. Gotcha. If anybody follow me, y'all y'all know I'm like active on there. So if you want to reach me on Facebook, it'll be Marissa Janine. If you want to reach me on Twitter, it's at Marissa Janine. If you want to reach me on Instagram, it's Vision Bell. So um, I find it's Marissa Janine is M O R R I S A J E A N I N E, 
and then Instagram is V-I-S-I-O-N-B-E-L-L-E. That's dope. That's dope. Well, um, my name's Jay Good. Um, depending on where you know me from um, or depending on what people call me, I know the relationship I have with them. Some mm-hmm. people call me Justin. Uh, some people call me Good. Some people call me JD. Um, for this podcast, you can call me Jay Good. You can follow me on all things social media at Straight Out the Den. That's S T R the number eight, O U T D A D E N. Um, I almost forgot. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of that, that's great. We really appreciate it. I, I, I it's overwhelming the love that we've been getting on the podcast. Um, please subscribe on iTunes. We need you to do that. Subscribe, rate. Um and comment on the podcast. Tell us what you like. Give us five stars if we deserve it. Um, but most importantly, tell a friend to tell a friend about the Straight Out the Damn podcast. We're we're trying to do some things here and we need your help. So um, I'm not afraid to ask for your help. So please do that. Um, please follow Marissa and see what she has coming man like thanks just, Jay no I'm, I'm here to support that's why I'm here um, any final words before we get out I that's just it. really appreciate it thanks for having me no problem thank you for coming for real. For thank real. you for coming um, I like to end these things on a high note so I'm gonna leave you guys with these words of wisdom you've heard them before I'm gonna keep saying them if you have a dream pray on that dream research that dream and work until that dream becomes a reality and with that being said I'm Jay Good straight out the den we out Peace. Peace.